This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonnewell. Greetings, all those who are coming back to listen to Together. This is your host again, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonnewell. And uh, we are, again, just ecstatic for you to join us. And uh, we have, again, it's, it's so funny, It's we have another co-host, you know, but today it's just me and you, Kelly. Yeah, just you, know, you and me. You and We're going to hang out and talk about... <laughs> Some cool topics. Right. And so, you know, I'm just excited about uh, all that God is doing um, in the middle of not only our lives, but in the middle of our world. And and, and uh, sometimes, you know, you get in that space in your head and you're like, okay, God, what are you doing? You ask those questions, you know, because you always see what media presents and what the world says about a thing. But what does God say about it? And I think that that is a space that we're currently always having to focus on. As believers, because that's what gives us hope. That's what gives us hope, man. And I love how you, know, you just put that. Uh, we are, if you're a follower of Jesus, you always have to ask yourself, what does God want? Yeah. What does God want out of me? What does God want out of my family? What does God want out of my marriage? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is the case that always gives us hope at the end of the day. So if you're just tuning into this podcast again, the whole premise of what we do on together is to give hope based on biblical principles and standards and, and give you a space to be like, you know what? When I do some contemplation or self reflection, no matter what's going on around me and what, no matter what's going on inside of me, this is the space that I give to God and God then gives me back hope. And hope, you know, deferred makes a heart sick. That's what the word of God mm. says. But then in hope, man, we have an expectation that the Lord is king of our lives and we can excel from that. We can excel from that, Kelly. So, yeah. Samuel. Yes, sir. You said you are not a preacher. I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I'm, I'm just a lowly you servant. You are so good at that. <laughs> I'm just a servant. I got some bad news for you. Uh-oh, what's that? One day God is going to like, probably call you to do that in a uh, significant way. Can we edit that out the podcast? <laughs> you are just so good at it. I mean, here we are in the studio. You just sit down, no notes, just talk. And it's like inspiring and biblical and just amazing. You, I, I'd love doing this yeah, with you. I do too. I love you. I love you. Oh, I appreciate you. you. I love you as well. Yeah. So the matter at hand, you're listening to this podcast. And today we're going to be just talking a little bit about mentoring and why. Why should you have a mentor in your marriage? Why should you have someone that is literally going to stand by you for a season of your life and say, how can we encourage you? How can we empower you? You know, what's the difference maybe even between mentoring and having someone that's there for more of a long term? So we'll talk about that today. But I think a great kind of way to start, Kelly, is just uh, just just getting the climate of where we're at in our marriage, uh, marriage, marriages um, throughout the course of this time right now, being that we're in this specific year, at this specific moment. Um, we know that there has been challenges from. You know, the, 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 the increase in divorce in our world, the uh, 
you know, the increase of just people who are having conflict, not knowing how to navigate the top three issues, communication and sex, you know, and money. And so how to navigate those things are still rampant, mm-hmm. you know, in our world. All right, what, are, what are some of the things that you're hearing or seeing in our world, Kelly, that are just continually happening, whether it's from a therapeutic approach or the church or, you know. Yeah, I think uh, people are struggling right now. You know, one of the things that, a key role of mine here at Ada is to meet counselors in the area and so that we can have partners. And I've been at Ada for 13 years mm-hmm. and we have about 40, 45 counselors that we work with. Mm-hmm. And in that 13 years, we've really never, even with one counselor, mm-hmm. we've never really had to deal with a waiting list. Mm-hmm. But now I would say 70% of our counselors have waiting lists. Wow. Out of 45 people. Wow. That me- and, and it's really challenging to refer people to counselors because you know that, you know, I, a, a lot of the key counselors that I really, really like, they don't, they, they can't take people right now because they're totally full. Mm. And, but what that also tells us is that, one cool thing that does tell us is that people are willing to get help. Wow. Whereas maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago, maybe counseling wasn't seen as a positive thing. So that's a positive spin on it. That is. But the negative spin is uh, it tells you that a lot of people are hurting and pursuing counseling. And uh, and so a big, you know, I, I I've, one of us have shared this before. Our number one need at Ada by far is marriage. Mm-hmm. When we get somebody calling the church, I need help for some reason. I would say 60 to 70% of those calls are my marriage is not either. My marriage needs some help or my marriage is not doing well at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably split between 50, 50 there. Uh, so, and that's why we're doing the podcast. That's why we're, uh, developing marriage mentors to walk with couples, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I, you know, I I think that some statistics and thoughts come to mind when I think about marriage in our world today, outside of just, you know, the counseling piece. Uh, Number one, I think about the fact that it's so good to hear that marriage, married folk are reaching out for help Mm -hmm. Um, because the statistics would statistics would say, you know, when it comes to millennial marriages, um, most people don't want to get married, number one. <laughs> but those isn't that interesting, you know. As, as people near forty, I was reading an article. I think it was on Pew Research, and uh, it was talking about this aspect of you know as people are getting through this generation and are from this generation. It's like I don't really want to be married, mm-hmm. you know, and or it's difficult to find someone because of a lot of varying identities and understanding of gender and sex and all those things you get into, and so the challenge is increasing. Um, on top of that, what I'm also finding is, you know, and maybe this is just the standard, but, you know, who's reaching out for help? Most often it's the woman. Yes, it you is. Know? And so is. even our, 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 our women's ministry is, is showing that, you know, if Rachel was here. She would tell you that. Yep. Yeah, I'm hearing from a lot of women on things that they're needing help and support with. Um, and so that tells me as a men's ministry pastor, I'm like, okay, I'm wondering if in this aspect of marriage, for those that reach out about marriage, how willing are men to be like, you know what? I know we need help, but I'll tell you this. 
there are men that are starting to raise up and say, you know what? I'm going to lead this conversation and say we need help. So there's hope there, Kelly. There are men that are saying, you know what? I'm having some challenges in my marriage. So first case, what I often see is guys will step up and say, let me attend a small group. Just in this perspective of our local church. Mm -hmm. They'll say, hey, let me attend a small group because there's some things going on. And I'm going to step up to the plate and say, I need some help. That next secondary step ends up being through community, the conversation of, hey, this is what's going on in your marriage. Man, I'm having some challenges. Hey, do you know we have counselors? But then that goes to your first point. <laughs> counselors are so busy that yes. there's this in between that exists between, okay, if I reach out for help and there's no one to help me, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that kind of goes into our next part of our conversation, Kelly, of, okay. Well, I want to step back. Oh, I got, oh, I got, please, a, yeah. I, I got yeah. a question for our, a yeah. listener or, or nah, for a better word, homework. Um, what I'd really encourage all of our listeners right now to do, you should, what I'm going to ask you to do, you should do at least twice a year. Mm. And that is, and we've talked about this in a handful of different podcasts. There's three loves that you have to have uh, in a thriving way to have a good marriage. So number one, you have to have a commitment and faithfulness. Like I'm committed to this. It's for, for better or for worse. Number two, it's friendship. We've talked a lot about this. In fact, we talked about it. Uh, in our last episode, mm-hmm. do I like my spouse? Do I like who they are? Critical question. And do I like to hang out with them? Mm-hmm. Third one, romantic or sexual? How connected are we physically, emotionally, et cetera, et cetera? Here's my challenge to the listeners. Twice a year, you need to go to your spouse. And uh, and if you're a guy out there, I want you, I think it'd be good for you to lead in this way. Mm-hmm. Go to your wife and say, honey, How do you feel that we're doing in these three categories? And what I do with clients is I just ask them to give a score one to 10, like score one to 10. How are we doing in that area? And then that will tell you overall pretty closely how you're doing as a marriage. And if you have one out of those three, if you have a sub five number out of 10. So mm-hmm. one, two, three, or four, mm-hmm. you need a marriage mentor or you need to get a counselor. So good. And let me tell you, guests, people listening, me and my wife have done the very, very thing. I'll tell you for almost eight years, we have used evaluation. Mm-hmm. I will, I'll come out the broad topic, evaluating our marriage as a way to show us how each of us is interpreting how we're doing and also understanding the result of how we're doing in our marriage. And in doing that, I will tell you being straightforward, honest, authentic, uh, the seventh year of our marriage, we had some lower scores mm-hmm. <laughs> being honest mm-hmm. in some areas. And we were like, you know what? We need to do something about this. And guess what we did, Kelly? What did we you went and do? got some counseling. Really? You went and got the some counselor counseling. got some counseling. Oh, that's awesome. Robert Lehman uh, said to used to say this. He said, and this was a former uh, professor of mine. He said to me, oh, counselor, know thyself is something that you're always going to have to think about. That's awesome. And, and I think that for myself, you know, in spaces where we have been challenged in marriage to go get counseling has been a huge piece of making our marriage a lot more successful than it has been. And so 
to that point, you know, I think that there's encouragement there for our listeners to when you're doing this sort of type of evaluation in those three love areas, you know, I think it's important to find out if my spouse feels this way about how we're doing, why not go get some help? Because here's the here's the other part of that. Let's say we don't go get help. One more often than not, one spouse or the other is going to be feeling a certain type of way and you continually let that fester. It does not become okay, And then that is where the thought of divorce comes in, because it looks like one spouse or the other is not invested in the marriage. And I think that that plays a key role when we get into other conversations. Yeah. And uh, another thing about that, too, Samuel, that I would say is it doesn't always have to lead to divorce where your marriage is like de-evolving. Exactly. So let me give you uh, an image that I sometimes use with clients, and that is uh, you also don't want to end up in what I call a twin bed marriage. Talk about it. Well, um, that's a marriage where you're just buddies, <laughs> maybe not very amicable buddies, uh, but you're just... Uh, your, your relationship is rote and it's not thriving. It's not passionate. Mm. Two, pe- uh, two people in a dorm, sweet two, mates, two sweet mates, two people <laughs> in a dorm. And you know this, I know this. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of marriages like that. And so if, again, if you're feeling that way, like um, that, then get help, get, go pursue a counselor, maybe reach out to Ada and, get a, a, a marriage mentor. And one of the things Samuel and I are going to do today is we're going to tell you uh, which direction you might want to go. Yeah. You know, should we go pursue counseling? What would be the positives or uh, what would be the positives of that? What would be the differences of going to pursue a marriage, a marriage mentor? And so with that, Samuel, let's you and I talk about that. Yeah. When should a couple uh, call Ada Bible Church? and say, hey, I need a referral for a marriage counselor, and I want to make a real short statement about that. Sure. Uh, we have really rich relationships with the counselors that we partner with at Ada Bible. We know them. We've had long, long relationships with them over the years. Some of our counselors, we've had 13 years of relationship. Wow. And so one of the things that I feel very, very good about is that when we refer somebody to a counselor that's on our list, I know that that person or that couple is going to really be served well. Mm. And here's an important thing, Samuel. Not all counselors are good counselors. It's true. Um, Either A... They're not adept at the craft of counseling. I will say this, and you know this, Samuel, mm-hmm. marriage counseling is the hardest type of counseling. You're not kidding. <laughs> because, uh, number one, <laughs> you're dealing with two people, uh-huh. and you're dealing oftentimes with a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. And so a, counsel- a marriage counselor has to be really adept at handling conflict and not everybody is wired like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you got to be very, very careful about with marriage counseling or any other type of counseling is that, how do I put this? 
There are some counselors who I would say don't share biblical values Mm. or maybe even ethical values. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'll give you one example of this. We referred some, or we didn't actually refer them. They went out and found their own counselor, and I heard about this secondhand. And this couple went through a very difficult season in their life to the point of it was kind of tragic what had happened in their lives. And they really, really needed to see a counselor. And uh, one of the spouses went and saw a counselor. and. There wasn't any infidelity. There wasn't any physical abuse. There wasn't any emotional abuse. There wasn't any desertion. But basically, week after week, this counselor told one of the spouses, well, I think God just wants you to be happy. And maybe this isn't the marriage you're supposed to be in. Now, this is a couple who had been married 17 years. And you know what, Samuel? One of those spouses, bought that advice. Oh my goodness. And left their spouse. Oh no. And Samuel with this, I've got a lot more horror stories. That's like a tame one. So you have to be very very careful about who you are getting counsel from. Uh-huh. Uh and so if you're in that place where you want to get counseling, please please reach out to us. We have uh, a lot of different names that we can refer you to. Yeah. And that, and that kind of goes into one of the first points I think about with counseling. Counselors are not and should not be giving you friendly advice. <laughs> this isn't this. You don't go to a counselor to get uh, friendly advice. This is a professional who should be trained in the art of helping your marriage thrive and or helping your marriage grow from a place of wherever that space may be. Often cases with counselors, you know, they are trained professionals that are meant to meet a specific need with a specific theoretical orientation that helps that client grow based on a treatment plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so counselors are here to, you know, give a marriage some level of tools and skills needed to help them grow in a way that, you know, they can practice the other Six days of the week, especially if you're going weekly. And so when you're thinking about a counselor, you know, this is someone who is going to be potentially brief to long term, you know, and many of the clients that I've had, Kelly, they've been more long term, you know, because we're working on things until someone practices it. (laughs) Both often, both cases practice it. We're working on communication for a way of using, for example, I feel statements, you know, mm-hmm. and learning how to personalize and individualize um, the problem and the issue. So that way they focus on the issue as the issue and not the person as the issue, often cases. And so, you know, I can say more there, but I think that in that space, you know, we began to as therapists work on, you know, very detailed issues, having a specific plan in order until that issue is placed in a place of amicableness or a solution and or their space that they've grown from that. And then there's a discharge (laughs) that happens, you know, and that often cases is a counseling relationship where there's growth. You could probably say more there to that too, but uh, 
Well, I think, you know, I think you led with something very important. A counselor is a professional. And so you're going to have a professional relationship mm-hmm. with that person. Uh, maybe a good parallel is uh, when you have a relationship with a dentist or your doctor, exactly. they're professional. They, they might not be super warm. Uh, they're there to help you with that specific problem. They might have to, uh, directly challenge you on some of your behaviors as it relates to your health. Yep. And, and I think that you'll get that. And, and in comparison to mentorship, mentorship might be a little bit more warmer relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the positive of that uh, counselor that you're seeing, again, it gets back to that they're professional. They are, if they're a good counselor, they are dedicated to getting better every day at their craft and they're getting better at learning techniques and resources and information in an ongoing way. One way to think about this is that psychology in general is a very new field. It's like 115 years old. It's new. And we right now as a society, we're continually learning at deeper, deeper levels about everything as it relates to psychology and in particular about what makes marriage work and what marriage, what doesn't work <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> if I can uh, copy our intro. So, so yeah, I, uh, if you're in that place where you need, I always use this phrase, an unbiased person in your life to help you navigate next steps The other part, too, I think, Samuel, where a counselor can really help, and I'm going to want you to think about this one because it's coming off the top of my head. Sure. I think a counselor probably can be better in most cases at navigating tricky issues. Sure. Sure. Uh, Especially if we're talking about the relationship between a counselor and a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So what might be some tricky issues? Yeah, I, I I think one is um, problems in the bedroom, sex. Okay. You know, okay. sex is a huge one. For example, I'm not going to get into examples. Actually, I thought about that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, um, you know, but there's problems in the bedroom, and or that's related to a traumatic issue mm-hmm. um, from someone's past. That is one major one that comes across. Um, I think trauma in general, you know, you have a person that is navigating, you know, some level of uh, familial based abuse or emotional abuse, even in their own marriage. And uh, other person's, you know, background is, well, this is the way my parents talk to me. And so now you get into spaces where there's always a crisis based off of some level of communication that can be a tricky issue amongst all the other three. And so. You know, those are just two. Yeah, two, I got, two, I got think two more. Yeah. Uh, it kind of, this first one a little bit ties to one you just talked about, trauma. Uh, and that is if there's any mental health issues exactly. with either person in the marriage. Yep. Uh, like significant depression or significant anxiety as yep. an example. Another area, a final one would be uh, if you are in crisis. Exactly. Uh, if you are in a really bad spot, you're talking about separation, you're talking about divorce. Uh, you, we always tell people that, for example, for the marriage mentoring ministry that we have here, um, it's not for crisis couples. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we want them first to start out counseling and get some balance and some stability in their marriage before we'll pair them with a, with a, a marriage mentor. So if any of those are, and then the last one too would just be tweaking. Uh, you know, it's always good to have a professional give you some good counsel on how to move forward in your marriage. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening to this 20 minutes in, you're probably like, okay, so I thought this was about mentoring and why should I even go have a mentor? Well, let's talk about that for the rest of our time, because I think that we just told you the the importance and the reason behind having a therapist and a counselor in your marriage. But then there's times where let's just say your marriage is in a space where you're needing some level or some type of support. So what is, what is mentoring then? I think mentoring and me and Kelly will bounce back and forth is, is it's a form, at least the way the Ada Bible does it. It's a form of lay ministry. It's a form mm-hmm. of peer to peer and sometimes a little bit older than your peer, mm-hmm. you know, support where I, I've heard this phrase, man, I really love their marriage. I wish we could grow to be more come like more like that. That's a great expression that could lead to mentoring because maybe in your marriage, you're like, hey, I really feel like there's this place that we could go or we could grow in regards to a marriage. It's not a crisis. It's not a stage where we're, you know, combative and we're ready to be at each other's throats. But maybe it's a space where, you know what, I'd like to talk to someone who has a strong marriage that can help us grow in some areas that maybe we have a struggle at. And I think that that's where mentoring comes in. It's a it's a place where you know that there is some growth, some level of support that you can know that there's maybe a more of a short term a relationship arranged because mentors are not necessarily always professionals. Unless someone's a, a therapist in it, right? But mm-hmm. they're not necessarily professionals. There are people who have some some weight in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people that you know whether it's ten, five, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years of marriage have been through some things. And can speak to some things and help you navigate some things, you know, and and I think that it's also an opportunity to fellowship and go out to dinner, two on two, one on one, man with man, woman with woman, whatever that looks like for you to have an experience to talk about some of the things where, you know, it's still going to be trusted, still going to be confidential, but you're going to have someone that's going to be in your corner as a couple, you know, and and, and I remember this, Kelly, it's a little story. Um, when me and my wife first got married, you know, we looked to our pastor and we looked to a couple of the couples in the congregation. But sometimes what lacked for us was the opportunity to go sit down, have dinner, talk about some of the things that we were willing to be honest about and be like, can you help us? <laughs> and how many cases would we have at Ada Bible and beyond where we have an opportunity to say, you know what, beyond just a small group, which is, which is helpful. How would it be beneficial to go talk to some people that have some weight in the game? I like how you brought that up. Cause I think, uh, one, uh, bit of advice. If you have a couple in your, like, say you're in a marriage, you're a little bit struggling and you know of a couple that you really admire uh, I would really encourage you maybe to just reach out to them and say, Hey, could we grab coffee and tell you what's going on in our life? A big verse that I think is important. I love, I love the verse in the book of James. You do not get because you do not ask. Uh-huh. So you've got to sometimes take a little bit of risk. And, and again, this would be a couple that, you know, maybe they are in your small group or maybe you serve with them or maybe they're neighbors, whatever the case. Uh, you know, 
take a risk and reach out. And if that doesn't work again at Ada, we have a uh, we have a lot of different marriage mentors who would love to meet with different couples who uh, would like to get some extra help. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. You also you you triggered another scripture in my head, and sometimes we take this out of context. But the the word of God says there's wisdom in a multitude keyword of counselors. Counselors in this particular frame is speaking to people who have wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so even in my context, this aspect of a village of people who are here to support you. That's what mentors are. That's what counselors are. That's what pastors are. Each of these pieces are here to help your marriage grow. And sometimes that takes humility, right? It's like, yeah. And if you're, even if you're on the opposite side of this and you're like, Ah, you know what? I'm, I don't want to let anybody in on my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whether you're the male or the female, the husband or the wife. You know, our business is our business. That's fair statement. A lot of us do that. Our business is our business. It's but a dangerous statement, though, too. <laughs> it is. And yet, in that same space, what humility does is because we don't want pride to happen because then you fall. Mm-hmm. But what humility humility does is it increases an opportunity for you as a couple, whatever side that you are on the range, to be like, you know what, Lord, I know that we can grow. We haven't mastered this thing. And we can grow from this space of wherever we're at. And probably someone's out there that has already done it and is willing to be a bridge builder to help me grow in this phase of my marriage. Straightforward. Yeah, it's great. So let's talk about uh, some myths of uh, marriage mentoring. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, uh, first myth, and, and this is really from the frame of, I want you to put this statement before these myths. I'd benefit from marriage mentoring when, okay? So a myth of this would be, well, I guess I'd benefit from marriage mentoring when everything in our marriage feels like crap. <laughs> <laughs> I would think me and Kelly would both encourage you to say, you know what? If you feel like everything is not going the right direction, it's probably time to go see a counselor. Yeah. You know, in that yep. frame. I think that would be one. If you feel like divorce is imminent, go see a counselor. Yeah. You know, if you, if you believe that, you know, your partner is not willing to change on any issues, on anything, you don't have any level of place of being amicable, go see a counselor. And I think another one that I would say is sometimes, uh, There's this space where you feel like, you know, you're not willing um, to come to a space, but your partner is. In that case, maybe, for example, one thing that we do at Ada Bibles Church is individual mentoring. And in that space of individual mentoring, that could look like a women's ministry support or a men's ministry pastor being able to be in a space where sometimes in your marital issues, I think you said this all the time, Kelly, and it helped me if I say this wrong. Marital issues are individual issues. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're having an individual issue, uh, sometimes there's a room for not necessarily a collective mentoring time, but an individual mentoring time. And in that space, that just says that, okay, I'm willing to work on self-reflection, contemplation, and I need someone to do it with. And maybe it's not a counselor, but it's with someone individually that helps me grow in a space that I'm not willing to grow in my marriage collectively. And so I need help. And I think in that space, there's a clear opportunity to grow with someone who can be individually collected and assigned to you that can help you grow. And I think that that's a space where if you feel like, man, you know what? I need some marriage mentoring, but I think I would right now benefit from just a, a, someone to help me individually. I'll go that route. That's great. Yeah. So but, let's talk about some truths. Some truths. I'll share. Yeah. Uh, so you don't uh, have to have a, uh, 
awful marriage to pursue marriage mentoring. Awesome. Uh, often sign, sign me up again. One of the things that we're trying to get better at Ada is to be more proactive in bettering marriages. That's why we developed a marriage mentorship. That's why we have marriage start. Uh, in the in a previous episode, we interviewed Mike and Kim Ball, who are small group leaders for for Marriage Start, which is a pre marriage ministry. They're doing amazing work of trying to set up couples to start off on the right foot. So you don't have to have um, the world's most awful marriage. In fact, if they're and again by looking at those three loves that we shared earlier. There might just be one area that, yeah, we're really good at commitment, and uh, but we really got to grow in our friendship. And that would be great to, to walk with another couple to find out how did they grow their friendship. Uh, with that, I think that uh, it ties to this. You don't have to be married for a long, long time. You know, you've been married a year. Yeah. Get help now especially as things begin to unfold in your marriage, there's, uh, there's two key spots in, well, there's three, three key spots where people really need to probably get help. Year three, year seven, and year 17. Uh, so in year three, you're kind of uh, figuring out and looking at your spouse and going, uh, I'm learning some things about you that I didn't know when I was dating you. Mm. Okay. Year seven is because now for some couples, they're beginning to have a family and uh, children can, they're a blessing, major blessing. Uh, I would also say parenting is the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, even though it's been an absolute joy. Same. (laughs) (laughs) But that adds a level of stress and dynamic that can be really challenging in a year in a marriage that's year seven. Year 17, or about there, um, a couple might be entering into uh, empty nest stage or their kids are in later high school or college. And now you're kind of looking at your spouse and going, and this is where a lot of couples might reside at this point. Your children were the glue to your marriage. Okay. And now you're looking at this marriage that needs a lot of tweaking and you're thinking, oh my, I got to do another 30 years of this. (laughs) And so those are like the three key moments of truths about marriage mentoring. I've got two more. I have been connected to a lot of marriage mentors over the 13 years that I've been at Ada. And I can say this, I've met with a lot of them. I've heard a lot of stories. We're going to share a story or two at the end. And they are really rich relationships. Uh, I know some marriage mentors and we don't, we don't make this like a requirement. If you're going to be a marriage mentor, Uh, usually it is a very, very defined time. When like, okay, we're going to meet for six months or we're going to meet for nine months. But uh, I know couples, well, Mike and Kim were as an example, uh, but I know uh, couples who've walked with couples for eight years, Mm. eight years of a commitment. And, uh, and they have just a really deep, rich relationship. One final thing I would say that is a truth about marriage mentoring And don't let this scare you away. 
It's no different than counseling. Counseling is not always fun. Uh, Sometimes to correct a problem in our lives, we have to make a dramatic change and we're, it's just not going to be convenient. It's not going to be fun to make that change. Uh, For example, maybe we need to change our selfishness. That's not easy. Uh And so uh, I, whenever I'm meeting with a couple who might be uh, thinking of marriage mentoring, I always tell them, realize that marriage mentoring is about change. Yeah. And it maybe will include hard conversations with your marriage mentor. Uh, I'll give you one example. I remember a story a while ago, a long time ago, and they were meeting. It was the four of them meeting together. And the marriage mentors noticed that one of the people in the relationship was extremely harsh in the conversation. I think they had, this was the second time they had met. They were always shutting down their spouse, not letting them get in a, in a, in a, in a word. And so what had to happen is uh, the marriage mentor had to reach out to the one person who was not behaving super well and say, hey, we got to talk about something. Mm. To have a good marriage, your tone wasn't right. Yeah. It was condemning. It was harsh. You dominated the conversation. You didn't let your spouse have a talk at all. If you want a good marriage, you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Wow. And and speaking of stories, Kelly, and we'll share, I think, one other or two other ones here. I think uh, I can think back uh, of a couple that reached out for marriage mentoring that me and my wife got a chance to to work with. Um, we'll call them Ricky and Bobby for short. <laughs> Shake and bake. Um, and so uh, uh, this is the Talladega Nights for reference for those that don't know. But um, we'll call okay, Ricky. Okay, I got a question. <laughs> uh, who's the male in Ricky and Bobby? One of those letters ends with an I. That's all I can okay. tell you. <laughs> uh, that Ricky Bobby. A, that's a good answer. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, with those two, with those two individuals, um, the the husband, um, the issue came to me that they just felt like they were on the precipice of a lot of different issues. And when we started conversating with them and listening to their story, you know, it came out to be that, you know, man, the husband seems to have a life of his own. You know, he was out, always hung out with the guys, getting on the basketball court, hanging out, going to the beer gardens, all those types of things. And the wife, who was often cases feeling stuck at home with three kids, uh, was feeling like, wow, I don't have a life at all. You're getting a chance to enjoy your career. You've done all these countless hours in, in your in your journey of your life. And I'm out here just living life by myself. And I feel like I'm just at home as a housewife with the kids, Um, even though she did also have a job. And so part of the issue was that they did not spend any time together. They didn't have any time of conversing some of the core issues that they were having. And it turned into the space where the wife just felt invalidated. She felt there was a lot of, um, you know, places where she didn't get a chance to share her emotions. She felt alone, um, and so what she would do is often reach out to her girlfriends who were unmarried. And so now the advice is coming in. Oh, girl, you should leave him. And oh, hey, you know, he's not uh, representative of what a husband should be. Aren't y'all do? Don't y'all go to church? Don't y'all get the advice that you need to do something? Well, yeah, we go to church, but we just attend. And how many know how to and we know a lot of people who just attend, but are still working on things and don't work on them. 
And so in that space, you know, what we ended up doing and conversing and hearing them is saying, okay, where are your priorities at? You know, this is a, a classic marriage mentoring opportunity where we get a chance to talk about some things that we know about. And the things that we knew about were where are your priorities at in your marriage is your priorities to invest in this newfound freedom that you have in your life, not calling you out husband, but saying, Hey, is it just like you going out doing your thing and feeling that these are ways to de-stress? Cause that's what a part of it was. How do you decompress when you've had a long day? And that was some of the exercises he was doing, or is it to at least kind of make sure that your marriage is the priority here? I'm on the on the woman's side. It was like, you know what? You're listening to a lot of different voices that may not be bringing you into a space that actually thinks about your marriage, but more about your singleness. And so who's informing you? Who's who's the who are the messages that are in your life and how do you monitor those messages? And so after listening and kind of sharing some wisdom based on even our marriage and sharing some stories, a lot of self-disclosure from me and from me and my beautiful wife, Tova, um, we got a chance to work with Ricky and Bobby (laughs) um, about those two core things. How do you all decompress together? How do you have your moments where you at least communicate about how you decompress? You know, how do you navigate who's the messages and who's saying what they're saying to encourage your marriage and not discourage it? You know, who are those key people? And those are just on the surface level. Some of the things that we dealt with with that couple, Kelly, and and I can remember after having two, three short conversations. Well, I say short because it was about an hour and a half, but three conversations with those, you know, it was an effort and an encouragement to practice those two pieces, decompression and monitoring your messages. That was it. Mm-hmm. And that is what marriage mentoring looked like for us. And then the follow-up is we're still trying to follow up. But in that space, (laughs) it helps to know that, hey, this doesn't have to be a long-term thing. We're working on two specific things. And here's the thing that we often do as marriage mentors just to kind of give you an encouragement and a heads up. We're going to work on what are your top three issues. That's it. Let's kind of figure out some of the key core pieces of what's happening in your marriage. And that's what marriage mentoring can look like. That's one story. I love that you shared that. That. You know, for those who are thinking about maybe being marriage mentors at Ada, uh, it doesn't have to be a long term, you know, okay, you're signing up for five years. Good luck. (laughs) Uh, And number two, you will get support. Uh, And number three, I love what you just said, Samuel. And this is the best way to do mentoring or counseling, and that is to stay focused Mm -hmm. on one or two areas. Because uh, when you can change, sometimes when you can change one or two areas, uh, it can act as a domino effect in the rest of your life. So I'll give you one example. Sure. Say you're in a marriage and you're, remember, in marriage, Samuel referenced it earlier, in all marriages, a marriage success is an individual success in large part. Sure. And a marriage problem is an individual problem. Sure. If my marriage to Julie isn't working well right now, I'm contributing to it. Julie's contributing to it. I have to look in the mirror. She has to look in the mirror and we have to work on it. So in terms of that domino effect, and this is where you get kind of a more bang for your buck. And that is say I'm unkind in my marriage. Mm -hmm. I have a harsh tone a lot. Uh, I'm just not kind, I'm not generous, I'm not gentle, and I work with a mentor, 
to try to begin changing those areas, guess what? If I make changes in those areas, I will bring that change into other areas of my life Mm -hmm. with my kids, with my friendships, with the people that I have a difficult time with. Yeah. You know, so I think that's, that's great. I want to, to kind of begin to wrap things up, I want to share just a little bit of a story uh, from my perspective of marriage mentoring. The, this probably is the richest relationship I've ever had at Ada Bible Church. Um, I've been very fortunate that I've gotten to meet, work with, and hang out with a lot of good, good people. But uh, my favorite couple that I have ever got to spend time with here at Ada is Stan and Jeanette. And sadly, Stan and Jeanette now live out west, but they, I got to, they were marriage mentors. They were, they walked with Samuel probably, and this is probably under, I think probably 30 couples at least, and in like an eight, nine year period. And I had the privilege of meeting with Stan every month. We would meet every month for coffee and talk about all the different couples he was walking with uh, or the men that he was walking with because Stan probably also walked with another 20, 30 guys on his own. I mean, they just were fully, fully invested um, and very much an anomaly. You know, you, if you're going to do marriage mentoring, it doesn't mean you have to be a Stan and Jeanette. Sure. Um, they were empty nesters. They had a great passion about it and they had a great humility and they had a great giftedness at walking with other couples. Wow. And one story I want to share as a hopeful story. I had, this is uh, about 10 years ago, I had met with a guy and he was going to leave his wife. And he was, he was very direct about it. And, uh, and, but I asked him in our meeting, I only met with the guy once. Uh, I said, would you be game for marriage mentoring and counseling? And, uh, they went and saw a counselor. And so I went to Stan and I said, Stan, I got a couple for you to work with. And Stan was, and Jeanette was the same way always full of hope, like, you know, always rooting for the underdog. And, but I wanted to be realistic with them. Yeah. Uh, because when you're counseling and when you're doing marriage mentoring, not all of your couples make it. Sure. And you have to be realistic about that. Otherwise you could get your heart broken left and right. Sure. So I, I went to Stan and I was very direct with him. I said, Stan, this is exactly what I said to him. I said, Stan, you're not saving this marriage. Mm. Um, I don't think you're going to save it. And, but Stan and Jeanette met with this couple, I think for two or three years. And in after year one, I'll never forget this. He, Stan wasn't, Stan wasn't getting a lot of traction with the guy and, um, and I don't, Jeanette wasn't getting a lot of traction with the wife and I'll never, ever forget this story when Stan shared it with me. After about year one, the guy came back and he called Stan right before lunchtime. And uh, he said, hey, Stan, want to thank you for walking with me, but I, just, I don't think I can do it anymore. And I've got an appointment with an attorney. 
Mm. Uh, and I'm going to get a divorce. And Stan did this. Stan said, get lunch with me one more time. Mm. And they did. And Stan, and this can be such a key factor of mentorship, and it seems so simple, but it can be so powerful. All he did was he tried to instill hope. That's, that's what we started this podcast with. Instill hope. Wow. Instill hope and faithfulness that this can work. And what ended up happening is uh, the guy did go see the divorce attorney, but within a week, he had a pretty dramatic experience, which turned the tide. Mm. And to this day, that couple is still together, and it's because of Stan and Jeanette Elder. Wow. Beautiful story. Beautiful story. And, and, and that is the power of marriage mentoring and the fact that you can have a marriage mentor and a counselor, which is, which is so important. And, and so if, if, if all these things don't resonate with you, um, the thing that I hope you leave with is that, you know, as a listener is that you can have both and both at the same time, someone that's friendly, that can walk away, that can speak to truth into your life that you can have a relationship with and, and it may be short term, but also have someone who is a professional who's a trained in this, that can support you, that can encourage you, but give you also another different type of level of truth <laughs> and speak some skills and tools into your marriage. And so um, Kelly, these are awesome stories and, and awesome and awesome opportunity to kind of decipher to differentiate, but to also give some, some, some purview into the world of mentoring and why you should have one. Um, if you're a listener again and you're checking this podcast out, maybe the first time and you're find yourself in that place, you know, I just want to encourage you to email care at adabible.org because in that we can kind of get your response and, and see what's going on. We can pray for you as pastors and as encouragers. And we just want you to know that this is a space for you to say, today is the day I'm going to go get some mentorship. Today is the day I'm going to go get some counseling for my marriage and we're going to make a commitment to grow as a spouse. So we hope that you've enjoyed this, this podcast. Um, again, this is just another tool for your toolkit, a resource um, for your resource belt. And um, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and we hope to connect with you again. Thanks. Thanks for listening to together. We hope you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please go to Apple podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform, leave a comment and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, go online and check out our website at adabible.org.